So a couple days ago, I put in a request at the end of the podcast, after the close music, that if you were to look at the time left on the recording, you'd know that there was something else coming up, that uh, the first person to email me uh, after hearing this would win an item, T-shirt or a cup from shop.theblaze.com from Chewing the Fat. And I got uh, I got quite a number of uh, emails uh, from people, and uh, many of them were a response, uh, oh, I'm probably not going to win, probably not going to do it. Uh, I've responded to all of you thanking you for listening to Chewing the Fat, but the winner, congratulations to, well, we'll just say me bowling. We'll just leave it at that. I won't give the email address, but it's me bowling. You know who you are. Uh, you won. I know you said, if so, I'll take a t-shirt. I wear an adult medium. I mean, a little smaller than what I take. Just saying. But uh, congratulations. Uh, you should have, uh, by now you would have received my uh, my reply to you. And uh, congratulations. This is just a helpful hint, though. For those of you who were sneaking in, listening without subscribing to Chewing the Fat, uh, make sure you subscribe so you get the alert. Boop. When the new shows go down or go up or however you want to say it, uh, you also get uh, some special broadcasts. You get uh, Talking Thrones and Talking Walking Dead when applicable. Uh, but you get a Monday through Friday chewing the fat. And uh, a lot of times I try to throw in a Saturday podcast, a little bit of an American Dream Saturday podcast. Uh, so, I mean, I, I mean, I give and I give and I give. and I, I work this tongue to the bone for you. I know. And all I ask. All I ask is that you subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fish. That's all. That's all I want. So, so how many people ask. responded to you? Dozens. Dozens? Dozens. Well, considering how many people listen to the show, that's it's kind of embarrassing. What do you mean? It's kind of... You said dozens. Yeah. We have thousands upon thousands upon thousands that yeah. listen to this show and dozens. Well, not everybody. I mean, everybody that listened might not have said, I'm not going to win. They wouldn't email. These are just the people that felt like they had a chance. Dozens. When you do the math on the percent of people. Yeah, we're respond- not going to do the math. This show is not about math. It's the lowest in the history of <laughs> numbers. No, there's no, hi, God. When is, is today your last day? Is Chris come back next week? Today is not my last day. As much as I freaking hate Chris, uh, you're growing on me to be worse than him. You know, a Christian in here was wondering, you said you work your tongue to the bone. We didn't know your tongue had a bone. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? <laughs> Um, you know, I love, I'm a big fan of the Royals and, uh, it, you know, their lifestyle. And I mean, those of us that are able to live the Royal lifestyle, uh, like living it. So, uh, you know, Megan, you know, is pregnant, of course, and she's uh, the arrival of baby Sussex. Um, 37, the Duchess, uh, giving birth any day now. I mean, the kid could be born. All right. I mean, I could be talking to you right now on this podcast and she's already got the kid. So, I mean, you never know. But uh, they're not going to announce it anyway, so we won't know forever. I mean, we'll get some tease report of, we think she had her kid. Baby Sussex could possibly be here. But they said they were going to try to keep a low profile. Good luck with that. Uh, they're the Royals. Hello? 
but apparently she finished off her official royal duties you know six weeks ago but uh she still is apparently working behind the scenes for those some of those charities but a royal source has said that while she's made it very clear that she wants to return to work as soon as possible and her work seems to me almost me like me working my tongue to the bone uh that would be like the royals work you, know, you got to show up and shake a few hands. Okay. And look real pretty. I know. Tough gig. But uh, she uh, wants to return to work uh, as quickly as can. So uh, she's penciled in just taking three months off. I know. I think to yourself, no, Megan, how can you? Only three months. That is just unthinkable. You've got to take more. But. She's penciled in three months. So once the kid is here, and it could be any day. In fact, we might even have dropped already. Um, you know, baby Sussex might already hit, hit the ground and hit the ground running. Um, good for her because she's going to take at least three months off. Now, now I know that uh, uh, Kate, the sister-in-law, took six months off after Lewis's birth. I woof. I mean, six months and five months for Charlotte. But she just took like five weeks. That's a month, a little over a month for the last kid. Wow. Uh, Because she wanted to appear at some ultra marathon event. So as soon as Megan, this is how long Megan's going to take off. This is how long Megan's going to take off after having the kid. She's 37, so she doesn't know how she's going to be able to bounce back physically, right? She's not, she's not even spring chicken anymore. So you don't know how she's going to bounce back. So that's how long it's going to be for her to be off. She is, whenever she, when she looks in the mirror and says, what do you think, Harry? Do I look as good as I did before I was pregnant? And she hears, yeah, that's when she'll be back to work. Until then. Nope. Right. And watch how you say no to what she asks, Harry. Right. I mean, that's the old joke, right? With the, the, the wife looking in the mirror naked saying, oh, my breasts are starting to sag. My, my skin is starting to droop. Uh, I've, got, I've got little bulges. And she asks her husband, say something nice. I've, I need somebody to tell me something nice. The husband looks at her and says, well... Still got your eyesight. So, you know, I've talked about uh, having to get the extension uh, for the seatbelt while flying on airplanes. I don't, I don't need it anymore, thankfully. Uh, but at one point in my life, I had to ask for it. And it's kind of embarrassing when you just walk. And if that's the first thing you do, that's the first thing I used to do when you get on a plane. Hey, welcome. Thank you for flying, uh, you know, whatever, whatever airline. Thank you for flying Fisher Air. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Could, uh, I need an extension for the seatbelt. And you hear, oh, I'll give you one. No problem. Hey, Joe, we need an extension. Which is always what, what I was afraid of. Then we, this fat guy needs an extension. 
But the, most of the time, they yeah, most of the time they uh, they were you know kind of, if, they, if they saw that you were trying to be you know a little discreet, they were kind of nice. At least the flight attendants had some sort of uh, you know brain cells working. But the weight has always been an issue on planes, right? They the, they make you buy two seats if you're overweight. You're supposed to. Uh, thankfully, I've never had to do that. I'm sure a couple of people that sat next to me thought, "Why?" <laughs> In the past. Uh, I mean, I attempt to not fly coach when I fly uh, because it's just uncomfortable. Even even as a less fat guy than I am, it's just uncomfortable. I've flown coach, you know, and it's just frustrating as all. So it's easier to fly closer to the front of the plane. <laughs> the seats are a little bit more comfortable, uh, whether you want to call them first class or business class or whatever. But in today's world, you know, it, you fly – you know, business class or first, if, if they call it first class, it's only $18 million from city to city. Business class, $9 million from city to city. So you don't want that. But now they're more concerned about, uh, we've had talk in the past, and in the recent past, about weighing passengers, right? Because they weigh the luggage and they make you pay for extra luggage. And now they, you know, they want to start, uh, you know, weighing passengers. And so now one British startup group has got this little, uh, they're going, they want to weigh patients. I love the word discreetly. So that means they're going to do it secretly without letting your fat butt know that you're being weighed, but discreetly. Uh, so while you're, you know, they're trying to do this because they believe that it's going to save the airlines money, right? It's going to fuel costs. Uh, it's going to keep passengers from feeling like they're being shamed for their size. I don't think it is. I don't think it's going to work that way. Uh, you may end up finding yourself saving a little bit more money on fuel uh, because you're going to be, you know, arranging. How are you going to arrange that? If you know, if you know the airplane, say, can only take ten thousand pounds, whatever it takes. I, I, and I don't honestly, I don't know what the airline, what different airplanes can take weight wise, and I should. That's something that I should know because it's a, it's a funny it's fun that's funny information to know how much weight a different size airplanes can take you know like uh, I can't fly that one it's only you know, that only weight takes eight thousand pounds uh, but you know I don't know how much it takes so but you figure you figure there's got to be a big window because they're charging you for more weight on the luggage right they're not saying you can't bring it because it weighs too much it's just a way for them. To make more money they're enhancing their bottom line so there's got to be a, a a big window of how much the plane can take before they have to say mm, no too much right because they're if everybody came on with an extra seat with an extra suitcase you think they're going to say no i don't think so they're going to want the money right so but as far as evening out right so let's say you have uh you know four fat people on the plane <laughs> And they're sitting on the same side of the plane. So, I mean, you see them coming into DFW. You know, when they're flying, when they're landing over 114, Highway 114 here in DFW, and the plane starts leaning to the left on the land, you know that that's the side that the fat people are on. It just is. You know it is. So how do you do that? Do you split up the fat people? Because, you know, you can't sit with your family. Oh, no, your husband's too fat. He's got to sit in the back. Or once they get on, do they have the sensors on the plane? Uh, Yeah, uh, we've got a little bit too much weight on the right-hand side. Uh, So uh, seat seat 23A, uh, you're 468 pounds. We're going to need you to move uh, to the back uh, just just right behind the wing. Uh, and uh, seat 24B, uh, you're 460 
need two pounds. We're going to need you to move up three seats and uh, just let that lady switch places with you, okay? That lady only weighs uh, 120. That's fantastic. I mean, I'd be willing to, that'd be funny. Now, a lot of people would be, would be ashamed, right? You'd be ashamed, especially, you know, if you were, if you were. Yeah, seat, uh, seat 4B. Uh, we know you're in the first class, first class and you paid extra, but uh, you're 532 pounds. Holy cow, we're going to have to have move you back uh, about six seats. I know it's going to be coach, but uh, the plane's got to fly a little bit evener, so you're going to have to move back. I mean, at 568, oof. You're lucky we let you on this thing at all. I mean, seriously, that's good. That is not going to that is not going to go over well at all. That's not going to go over well at all. Be fun to be on the plane, though. It'd be fun to be on the plane. All right, we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need all cell phones off, and uh, there's a passenger, a Bill, uh, passenger Bill. You're sitting next to. Uh, you're sitting next to a lady that weighs uh, 532 pounds. Uh, Bill, we're going to need you to slide over to the other side of the aisle. Uh, just trade places with that little kid. That little kid only weighs about 35 pounds, and uh, you're, you're about you're about two bills. But uh, the 568 lady, she can't be sitting next to you. We got to set her. Up. We got to even this thing out. This will never get off the ground. Thanks for flying, Fisher. So we got that to look forward to. <laughs> Let's plow through some of these stories. It's Fat Pile Friday here on uh, Chewing the Fat. Uh, one of my stories that have been in the pile for the last couple of days, I just haven't been able to get to them. Uh, we have uh, we have the man found uh, taking a nap inside the Louisiana governor's mansion. Hey, is that the governor's mansion? Uh, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna hang out inside. Unbelievable. They don't even know how he got inside. They don't know how he got inside the building. They don't know if the governor was there at the time. Uh, the Louisiana State Police, the, the 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 troopers, and the Department of Public Safety officers are assigned to the governor's mansion uh, 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, and they're responsible for the physical protection of the mansion and the grounds. Uh, we don't know how he got in. We don't know how he got in. Uh, amazing. Uh, he said, uh, "Now we don't even know if, if the wife was there. We don't know if the if the governor was there." Uh, you know, that means that the governor was a man. Yes, I'm sorry for assuming that. I get it. It's still an open investigation. Now, they found the guy taking a nap. Uh, he had uh, synthetic marijuana in his pocket. Uh, they took him down to the police station. And when they got him to the police station, he tried to take the police officer's gun at the police station. I love the story from uh, the cop, though, because the sergeant that was booking him uh, said, yeah, I was able to stop him from attempting to disarm me with a right elbow to the face. So he tried to take the guy's gun. The sergeant just elbowed him right in the face. Said, no, not today. Get out of here. Have a nice day. And so I'm not even. You know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna charge you with trying to take my weapon, which I should. I'm just gonna charge you with burglary, criminal trespass, and criminal damage to the property. So he breaks in. Uh, goes to sleep on the couch, apparently broke an antique table while he was inside. I don't know if he was mad or if he put his feet up on it or what happened, but, uh, that's a little bit of a problem. Don't you think a tad bit of a problem? Just, uh, you know, that you think, uh, you think maybe, I don't know, the governor's mansion is probably 
a safe place to be. A place where you probably aren't going to be able to just walk in and say, hey, uh, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, nothing. I just thought I'd take a nap in here, bust a table, smoke a little dope, wait for the gov to get back. You just don't think that's going to happen. So good luck to the state police and the uh, Department of Public Safety officers that are assigned to the governor's mansion. I'm guessing they're going to be on different assignments soon. So have you been watching Jeopardy? I mean, have you been watching the new guy, uh, Holzhauer, uh, win all the money on Jeopardy? Amazing. I mean, he surpassed a million bucks in the shortest time ever. Uh, single day record holder, one day record uh, set with uh, 131,000 on the same day. Uh, he's been winning all kinds of money. I happened to catch him the other night uh, just because I was, you know, out. Uh, my father-in-law slipping through the channels and there was Jeopardy and I was like, whoa, leave it there. I heard about this guy winning all this money. Let's check it out for a little bit. And uh, he did it. He kicked everybody's butt. And plus it was good to see Alex Trebek again because, you know, he's been struggling with this cancer. He's still fighting and and uh, I wish him, wish and pray for him all the luck that he survives this. And uh, he's still fighting for the show and he's, you know, recording the show. And I think this was the end of the season. Uh, of this season so he's busy um busy fighting and then now uh, he's tried to be back for next season so good for him but if you have a chance to uh catch whole hour uh, good luck it should be it's fun it's fun to watch uh, somebody that uh it appeared to me at one point he was holding back like he was just yeah, i'm not gonna answer this because i'm gonna see how smart these other two are and the other two were not real smart so that's when he decided to go eh all right all right uh we'll do this uh, we'll do this segment for 800 alex go ahead and then he just started nailing them all it was great also a lot of us were uh, you know plowing through here on fat pile friday the two brothers who say empire actor jesse smollett uh, paid them to stage the january 29th assault they announced earlier this week that they're going to file a federal defamation lawsuit against his legal team and jesse so that'll be fun that'll be ongoing forever can't wait for that um should be should be fun to watch because you know we just dropped all the charges eh, now we're fine let him go let him go don't worry about it he's fine you know we were talking about uh, airlines and uh way you know way people uh, but the uh the Cathay pacific airline the hong kong carrier i think that's right c-h-c-a-t-h-a-y pacific uh, Hong Kong carrier. Apparently, they have a theft problem. They've got uh, people stealing ice cream, their forks and knives, champagne, and they're thinking. I mean, they're the union is like it's not our people. The flight attendants are like it's not us, it's not us. But somewhere in the chain, as between, yep, we'll buy that, and gonna go on the airplane. Someone is deep pocketing plenty of stuff from them. So if you're buying uh, Haagen-Dazs ice cream and a silverware from uh, Cathay Pacific Airlines, uh, it's hot. It's hot. So you might want to just pay your money and move on and get it out of there. Don't let anybody know where you got it from. Don't do it. And there's a new aircraft uh, now, an unmanned aircraft that goes up like a giant balloon. It has It's helium and it's got wings, but they're saying that it will go up 
and it's in metric, so I don't know how high it goes up. It might go up like two inches, or it might go up into the space and up into the stratosphere. Because I'm guessing it'll go up into the stratosphere. Because they're saying that this may be a new way to launch satellites cheaper than using uh, the space rockets. I mean, good luck. What could and, it, and they're saying that this helium uh, unmanned aircraft uh, developed in Scotland could just hang up in the sky for a month or two and just be there. What could possibly go wrong with helium balloon-like items just hanging out in the sky? Nah, nothing. You're right. All right, let's go to the break room. It's Fat Pile Friday. We'll go to the break room. We'll have a nice drink, and then uh, you know we'll do some uh, we'll do some headlines. Maybe uh, since it's Fat Pile Friday, maybe we just just do the headlines. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so good. Right now, I would love to tell you that this break room segment is sponsored by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Nothing can enhance your life more than an ice-cold Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. But I can't because they're not a sponsor. So, the heck with them. The heck with them. I don't care about them. What I care about is you subscribing to this podcast, Chewing the Fat. Please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, I got down on my knees about a month ago and begged you for subscriptions. And I'm not going to do that again. I shouldn't have done it in the first place, but uh, I, I did. So just let me say that subscribe to Chewing the Fat. It means it means the world to me. And I, know, I need your subscriptions. Plus, they're free. What do you got to lose? You're just subscribing to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You got nothing to lose. In fact, the only thing that you have to do or that will happen by you subscribing to Chewing the Fat is positive. So why not do it? Subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You get get Monday through Friday podcast, Chewing the Fat. You get special insight on particular high-ranking promoted television shows. Uh, like right now, the last season of Game of Thrones is on, so each Monday you're going to get Talking Thrones. Uh, then uh, when you have Walking Dead doing, we give you Talking Walking Dead. And then uh, soon we'll give you a Talking Fear because a Fear of the Walking Dead will be back up and running. So, I mean, we have nothing but game. And then I give you a Saturday podcast. Okay, so don't look at me like that. I know it's not every Saturday. I get it. But. Almost every Saturday, I give you a Saturday podcast, either an interview with someone really fascinating or I give you the uh, podcast of the American dream, someone living their American dream, and uh, which I love, by the way. I love, I love giving you the American dream. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, and then you can rate and review it so other people find out about it. That's why they rate and review it. But instead of just trying to work hard to figure out how to do it, just rate it. 20 stars and review it best podcast ever and then you're done and then, then you can share it of course then you can just share it and just share it with you know as you hit the share button and it pops up your email pops up with the first name that pops up into your address bar just send it off thinking of you you should subscribe to this i love this and off we go but thank you for that that needs and i really appreciate it 
So, and then you can just, if you have some information you want to share with the podcast, you can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess thank you for subscribing, but you're welcome. <laughs> really is really is where I'm at. You're welcome. On top of which, it makes me think again. Earlier this week, I mentioned that you know not only the question now isn't whether you're subscribed to Chewing the Fat, and I want you to subscribe, and I need you to subscribe, and I want you to want me. Some of rock band said that years ago. But what you really need to do is I want all your devices subscribed to Chewing the Fat. So if you just got one device subscribed to Chewing the Fat. What are you doing for me? That's what I thought. All right, let's do some, just the headlines. Just the headlines, okay? I want to get through just the headlines because we can delve into the stories if we want to, but I, you know, I just want to, I've got, I've brought some, I, I've got some stuff here in the break room that is just worth the headlines. And you'll know this, you'll know what the story is when you hear the headlines. So we'll be done. Like we'll start with 35 year old woman has two vaginas. That's all you need to know. I mean, (laughs) do you want to know more? Of course you do. Do you see that headline 35 old woman, two vaginas and not click on it? No, it's, that's an impossible thing to do, but I'm just giving you the headline. Uh, another headline, uh, why men beards, long hair means they have the smallest testicles. Again, we all know the answer to that, but I just wanted you to, you know, read the headlines. That's all. Uh, Head transplants will cure spinal cord paralysis. Of course you're going to click on that, but that's just the headlines. We're not going to delve into that. Just know that Dr. Sergio Canavero believes that head transplants will cure spinal cord paralysis. I have to agree with them. Um, Kohl's said it will start accepting Amazon returns in store free of cost in July. That's big news. Real big news. Uh, the Kohl's, remember what I told you? Kohl's going to start accepting Amazon returns in store free of cost in July. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is widening a probe into potentially defective airbags. I mean, haven't we been through every airbag in America and around the world now? I mean, with the uh, Tagagi, Tokiagi, Shmogi, whatever the heck company makes the airbags. Okay, that's more than the headline, so I'm going to stop. But just know that they're now the probe is even getting more. I th- what do we, how about we find another company to make? That's the problem, right? I should. I know I'm delving deeper than just the headline, but. We have this one company that's got all the deals with no other companies making airbags. Uh, how about we help somebody out? Make an investment. One of you, one of you big startups. You're worried about weighing fat people at the airport. Why don't you worry about making a company that can make some airbags? NASA detected a first possible Mars quake. Huh? Yeah. A seismic event on Mars. So... I mean, that's a planet that's shaking and baking, too. 
you get Mars quakes. You know, they're like earthquakes only on Mars. Fat sex therapist, an overweight sex therapist, uh, compares fitness trainers to Nazis and children's dieting to sexual assault. I'm assuming she didn't make it on the plane. She would, oh, she would be moved back about four seats and to the left. Easily. By the wing. And way, oh, man. And don't move. Just stay steady back there while we take off. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's no question. In fact, you might get, somebody put a Kia on board. Uh, I thought, this is not a cargo plane. We're going to have to move that Kia back a little bit, a couple of seats. No, I'm making fat jokes. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. I know. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a thousand pounds. I got it. Okay. I can make, I can make the fat jokes. Leave me alone. Still in just the headlines though. Mom reveals she had sex in hospital bed just two hours after giving birth. Do you want to keep going or do you just want to stick with the headline? After that headline, I'm I'm good with it. I'm good. You know what happened? And you you don't need to know why because you figure, "Eh, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. Nashville is booming. Every day, 100 people move there. Annual visitors to Tennessee City leaped from 2 million to 15.2 million. Um, the growth, however, this is what got me on this on this long headline. Uh, the growth, however, could endanger Nashville's music industry. So, according to Trey Bruce, a local songwriter and producer, uh, we need a preservation plan. So, you think more people is going to hurt the industry? Weird. <laughs> See, I know we left the break room and I forgot to give you my break room fun fact. Shoot. Well, look, go to the restroom. Go ahead. When you come out of the restroom, then I'll tell you the break room fun fact. Go ahead. That was fast. Wow. Hey, a hatching system uh, devised 2000 years ago is still in use in Egypt. It's egg incubators uh, with these mud ovens that used heat, moisture, and egg turning. So they still got to have some kind of, you know, robot show up and turn the eggs. Uh, And they produce as many as 4,500 fertilized eggs within two or three weeks. That's cranking out some, some eggs. You're cranking out some birds with that. Every two or three weeks, you're getting 4,500 new birds, whatever eggs they are. That's pretty good. And it was and the device 2,000 years ago is still in use. That's a really good. And, you know, you talk about, uh, I, I joke around about robots because this is in Egypt and you're probably, you know, really not going to have the robots in Egypt. But you should because the big question, right, is AI going to take over the world, have robots everywhere? When really they're trying to tell you that the argument shouldn't be whether the robots are taking over the world. The, ro- the argument should be, well, how can the machines help? Uh, how can we use the machines uh, you know, and not replace us? Right there. Robot. Egg freaking turning time. Get out there. Make sure the temperature is right in the mud hut, too. 
I want to be in this air conditioning mud hut while you go check. They don't have they don't have buildings in Egypt. No, I don't think they do. Don't think they do. So we're just finding out about a story uh, coming from Australia now that happened a few years back when apparently um, a wild pig uh, got drunk and started a fight with a cow and then took off after a campsite, raided the campsite, ate all their food, found he was drunk out of his mind, went into the garbage can, started munching on everything, and then he ran into the river and then passed then passed out. Uh, so anytime that you have any kind of uh, of those feral pigs running around your property, get them drunk. Get them drunk. They'll pick a fight with whatever other animal you got on the property. Leave out a couple of trash cans. Let them eat some food, and they'll pass out. As soon as they pass out, then you can do whatever the heck you want with them. And I don't know if you've ever roasted up a big pig like that, but that's some good eating. That's some real good eating. The drunk pigs are especially delicious. Right, they're already primed for you right thank you the beer's already in the stream that's cooking that's good stuff we also now know that uh uh they found texas a&m and uh they were out you know they're looking all over here in texas for you know all kinds of archaeological digs through the universities and we now know that uh they're calling it a hunter gatherer uh ate an entire rattlesnake now think about that. Think of the time when you think to yourself, how did people figure out you shouldn't eat that or you should eat that or man, let's eat that. That looks good. Well, they found the fossilized poop uh, here in Texas while they were working on this group project. And uh, it didn't look like much, but it looks like a real skinny cow patty. But uh, after they reconstructed it and it revealed the snake's bones scales and fang and they realized they didn't have their hands on any just really old poop they compared the fangs with uh, uh, a rattlesnake so it means that uh, humans were eating full grown rattlesnakes some thousand years before the time that we thought people were started eating animals like that so we were this is how dumb humans are uh, we've been eating full rattlesnakes for at least a thousand years before they thought we were <laughs> uh, we are some smart beings man and always have been oh uh, let's eat a rattlesnake no mistake so the world health organization has issued its first ever guidance for how much screen time that children under five should get And I want to thank the World Health Organization for finally getting involved in this because I've said all along, I wish the World Health Organization would tell me how to raise my children Um, because I don't don't know what to do. I did it wrong. I didn't know what to do. Parents are obviously raising their children wrong, and we need guidelines and advice from the United Nations Health Agency. Man, do we need that. Listen, I know that the American Academy of Pediatrics say that, uh, you know, children should have very little screen time. And by that, I mean uh, by watching screens, not being on the screen. 
Because if you think, I could, if I want to put my kid on TV for more than an hour a day, I will. No, what they mean is just they're not supposed to watch the screens for more than an hour a day. But uh, I just want to thank them anyway, for real. Because, I, I mean, it means a lot that the, that the who has gotten involved in telling me how to raise my children and how long I should let them watch anything on any device. It's very... Very, very nice of them. You know how much we love trucking here on Chewing the Fat. Big trucker fan. And uh, we, I mean, it's about time. I need to have another trucker show because I want to see how, how you guys are doing out there. You guys and gals. <laughs> I want to see how it's going in with the new, uh, you know, with the new mandates and the new reporting uh, structure. I want to see how it's going. I know that I was just reading an article about uh, a new startup that is uh, using the new technology to f- use your phones for some of your reporting capabilities. Now, you know you had to put in those special machines and you had to have the tracking devices and you still have to do uh, the required paperwork. But uh, now we are going to be able to you know, use your phone for a lot of this. So you're going to be able to comply with the new regulations uh, just over your phone, which I th- sounds good. I mean, I know the electronic logging apps, they're talking about, uh, you know, trucking companies have installed these devices and all these trucks. And we talked a little bit about that the last time uh, I had the trucker show. But uh, now we've got, uh, if you have the capability of using your phone to do a lot of this rather than, you know, whatever bulky thing the government wants you to do. And it's probably still going to be bulky, but at least you'd be able to just use your phone and not have a special device installed into you leave it to the government to make you have a special device installed into your truck to record stuff it's just ridiculous but i'll be fascinated to see if any of you are still are you using this uh do you know about it is it coming does it help or uh you know stuff like that because i know that uh you know with the closer we come to the availability of driverless trucks and we talked the other day about the drone truck drivers um man Trucking is going to come under fire soon, and so we got to do whatever we can to keep the truckers on the road and keep delivering things. Uh, that's a must. That's a must. Chewing the fat, I must have. Those grocery stores have got to be stocked, man. I want those truckers on the road. Look, I don't think people understand uh, how important the trucking business really is for our survival. 70%. I found some information for you. I'm going to help you with your survival. 70% of all freight moved in the U.S. from the food industry to healthcare is done by trucks. If trucks stopped, I mean, when I joked around about, uh, you know, I want, I want the grocery store stocked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I've seen what happens when storms happen and the supply chain is disrupted. But you're looking at the food industry, healthcare, transportation, waste removal, uh, retail, manufacturing, banking, and finance. Some of those semis have cash in them. I may have to look for a new career. Below is a timeline. Okay, here we go. All right, below. I, I just want to read this because it talks about what happens when trucks stop. In fact, this is. This could be a chewing the fat, uh, I don't know, some sort of poem. What happens when trucking stops? 
I got this from the uh, from a TD Source website. Uh, if trucking if trucking stops, so a reading from tdsource.com if trucking stops in the first 24 hours delivery of medical supplies to the affected area will cease hospitals will run out of necessary supplies service stations will begin to run out of fuel manufacturers using just-in-time manufacturing will develop component shortages U.S. mail and other package delivery will cease. Automobile fuel availability and delivery will dwindle, leading to skyrocketing prices and long lines at gas pumps. In just two to three days, Food shortages will escalate, especially in the face of consumer hoarding and panic. Supplies of essentials like bottled water, powdered milk, and canned meat at major retailers will begin to disappear. Lord knows we don't want canned meat to disappear. ATMs will run out of cash. Banks will be unable to process transactions. Service stations will completely run out of fuel. Garbage will start piling up in urban and suburban areas. Container ships will sit idle in ports, and rail transport will be disrupted, eventually coming to a standstill in just one week automobile travel will cease due to lack of fuel hospitals will begin to exhaust oxygen supplies in just two weeks clean water supply will begin to run dry by one month the nation's cleanest water supply will be exhausted you see the dangers and the horror they will happen if trucking stops i mean i'm pretty sure that was worst case scenario but it doesn't sound pretty so i say uh blow your horn if you don't want trucking to stop yeah that worked